Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our Provoke the Pastor series, in which our Heritage Bible congregation poses questions to our pastor, Jim Harris. This week's question is important to every believer. How can I know I'm saved? Some true believers struggle with doubt, while some who are not saved, who should doubt their salvation, steadfastly believe that they are saved. In 2 Corinthians 13.5, the Apostle Paul advises the Corinthians to examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Please listen to today's slice of this week's message as Pastor Jim assists us with this examination. If you are a regular at Heritage Bible Church, you know that uh, we are taking a brief hiatus from our study in the book of Ephesians to do the 2021 edition of Provoke the Pastor, where I answer questions that have been submitted to me. This is week three of what I anticipate to be four, so we will wrap it up, Lord willing, next Lord's Day. Today I'm going to major on a question that was not written to me in my solicitations for Provoke the Pastor. Now, sometimes I take the liberty to provoke the people with things that I know that are needing to be said. However, uh, I promise you, everyone in our pastoral staff and many other places in our Bible studies has had this question asked of them frequently. And Dirk mentioned it came up again as usual this year in Vacation Bible School uh, several times. How can I know that I'm saved? If you struggle with doubt, that's what I want to tackle for you this morning and give you some things that I think will strengthen your soul and encourage you today. If you struggle with doubt, I'll just frame this around three questions. It's not an exposition of one text, but three things that I would say to you if you're struggling with doubt. First, ask yourself, what do I believe? Second, how am I living? And then after we've looked at that, what should I do when I doubt? Because it'll get you again, I promise, someday. He will come around to you again. So, what do I believe is the first question. And above all, we want Scripture to speak to our hearts today. So, why don't we start at some place that you probably know. John 3.16 it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Salvation is for everyone who believes in Jesus Christ, not just everyone who believes. It's one thing to believe something. It's one thing to put your trust in something. But if it's not something reliable, you're in trouble. The object of your faith is absolutely crucial. Believes in 
His only begotten Son. You believe in Him, and you shall not perish. Now, it's important to recognize that the word believes there is a lot stronger in the Greek than we can actually put into one word in English, but it's a, it's a present tense participle, which in itself doesn't do much for you, but it describes an ongoing condition, an ongoing state. It describes one who lives in a condition of faith. Believes is the crucial word. It describes what, from a human perspective, you do in order to be saved. And being that present participle, it connotes that, that clear and important concept that faith, saving faith is not a one-time application. It's not a one-time event in your life. Now, there may, you may be like me. You may know exactly when you heard the gospel and when you made that commitment to Christ. But whether or not you know that, that's not the issue. The issue is, are you one who is believing in Jesus Christ? Now, condition of your faith. You've entered into that faith condition. Whoever believes could, could just as well be translated the one who is a believer. It's the beginning. When you come to faith, it's the beginning of a sustained commitment of trusting Jesus Christ for the rest of your life. It's not something that you do in one ritual on one day uh, to make it, uh, to apply it to uh, current events, just to make sure I say something controversial. It's not like a vaccination. You, you don't get jabbed one day with faith. You enter into believing in Jesus Christ. You become one who is, dis- who is described as and is clearly a believer in Jesus Christ. Another place that that is reiterated, John eight thirty one. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in Him, there were some who professed that they believed in Him, said He was the Messiah. He knew that a lot of them really weren't believers. They had just expressed that. And so He says to those who had believed in Him, if you continue in My Word then you are truly disciples of mine. The word translated continue means to dwell in. The King James translation was fond of using the word abide for that word. If you dwell in my word, that's where your roots are. That's where you belong. You are one who constantly is believing. It's an ongoing relationship. Here's a passage that we studied recently in its context as we got to Ephesians chapter 2. You probably know the words well. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. This whole thing is a gift from God. And notice those two verses begin with the word for, which connects you to the context, and in this context it is just explained, you were dead. You were dead dead in your trespasses and sins. Now, that's a problem. Death is a pretty serious issue. Spiritual death is an eternal issue unless something miraculous happens that brings you to life. You were dead, but then you get down to verse 5 in Ephesians 2, but God made us alive together with Christ. And that's the only way it can possibly happen. It is the gift 
of God. It is by grace, and the grammar makes it clear, grace is the instrument. God's unmerited favor is the instrument by which salvation is accomplished. It's not human merit. You can't be good enough. And then there's another one of those key verbs here. You have been saved. It's a different one than the word believes in John 3.16. This is a perfect tense, which in a sense is even more descriptive because it says this happened at a point in time. There is a point that you entered into a faith relationship with Christ. But the perfect tense means that's done and the results continue in full effect now. So, conversion is a good word. My direction changed. I was converted. I repented of my sins. I threw myself on the mercy of God. I know I have no hope apart from you. And you've been saved through faith, through becoming a believer. For you to be made alive in Christ, there's nothing you can contribute to that. It's all the gift of God, not of yourselves, not of works. You can't boast about it at all. Now, let's look at another way to describe this. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. That one starts with, therefore. You know what the therefore refers back to? Romans 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. All of it. Therefore, based on everything I've said, explaining the gospel, explaining, um, explaining repentance, explaining, explaining justification, explaining propitiation, explaining sanctification, therefore... There is now, present tense, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, let me give you the very best translation I know of for that verse. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You can't say it any more clearly than that. Who is it for? Those who are in Christ Jesus, abiding in His Word, believing in Him, Trusting in Him and Him alone. Seven chapters laying out all the details. And by the way, those seven chapters include the last half of Romans chapter 7, where Paul quite candidly, quite honestly spoke of his ongoing battle with the flesh. He said, there's still sin that dwells in me. And it will be that way until I'm delivered from the body of this death, until I am with the Lord, until I've <laughs> shed this, this, this mortal part of me. That will be the case. Even in the midst of that battle, even when, to use his words, even when I keep doing the things I don't want to do, even when I keep failing to do the things that I want to do, what does that do to my status with Christ? Nothing. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ, even when they battle with the flesh, even when they stumble, even when they doubt, even when they question they are saved. You've got to go back to this verse. There is no condemnation. So that's a good place to ask our second question. These aren't necessarily logically connected. I'm not necessarily going to do everything in a logical order, but it is important then to ask, how am I living? I, what I say I believe is I'm trusting in Christ and Christ alone to be my Savior. I'm trusting that I am in Him. I hear the voice of my shepherd in 
in, in the Word of God. But how am I living? If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.